Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Kashif Booth podcast. If you're new here each week, I sit down with a guest and we discuss their career so far, the highs and lows and what's next for them. Today's guest is Stephen St. Pierre. We met all the way back in 2019 at the 2019 Black Web Fest where his short film Corey was screened and it has done amazingly well since the last time I saw him anyway. And so yeah, welcome to the show, Stephen. Uh Good chief, man. Thank you again. You know, it's a pleasure to be here, man. And it's good to see you again. Yes. You know, my, my uh, UK family. So, you know, I'm, good, I'm glad to be here. Amazing. Amazing. So, yeah, like I said, guys, we met in 2019 at the Black Web Fest and you're from Corey screened and it was great. Like we I remember just all of us kind of really got on very well. I mean, my short film Black Men Stand also screened. I think it was before you guys because all the really amazing ones were towards the end. So you had like <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember Jason Pierre, like he had that one called. Yeah. Essential uh, donut. The donut. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I had him on actually a couple episodes ago and he's doing oh, so nice. well now. Now. like he's actually um writing on this show on the cw called in the dark now so he's doing oh, really nice, well. nice. Yeah, in la right yeah, yeah yeah out in la yeah, yeah yeah so it was really cool to like catch up with him and stuff like that and then obviously we bucked up again in american black film festival like a couple right. months later in june because well wait blackbird fest was in april and then we was able to june look up there yeah right. in Miami South Beach and stuff like that so it was great we didn't get to see each other a lot but I had an amazing time how did you find it yeah I had a good time because that was my first time going to ABFF actually <laughs> so yeah so it's you know fun to be that first time down there learning the ropes of how to maneuver you know all the different screenings of different yeah. events parties whatever you know just like trying to figure it all out but it was a good time yeah, I agree. It was a great time. I mean, I thought it was so well organized and done. Like everything was so close to each other and there was nothing what you didn't really miss out on. There was so much to like take in. And if you didn't right. leave feeling inspired, then I don't know what was going on with you. You know? Absolutely. So. Yeah, yeah. You had to come down and soak all that energy up that just I mean the 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 excellence, but the black excellence was yes. just it was just yeah. different. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I mean, because for us in the UK, we don't really have that Black Hollywood scene. Mm. So that's why we're always in the US. We're trying to get some of that energy. And so we left my, the group of people I was with, there was about probably eight of us. And so the group we were with, like, they're all either writers, directors, or actors and stuff. So we all left feeling inspired and definitely brought that back. Wow. So, so yeah, beautiful. that was really cool. That's so yeah, so, yeah, so tell me about, like, Corey. Well, how did you come up with the the concept of that and like what happened after I lost or it screened? Right, yeah, with Corey, the 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 well the initial genesis of it all was really trying to write something for myself and and be a, more of a creator producer, you know, let alone just an actor. At that point, I'd been acting, you know, for a couple of years and you know auditioning, going through that grind and fortunately enough, fortunately enough I had you know, a few people around me who kind of started to push the idea in my mind about like producing, creating your own, you know, and, and up until that point, I hadn't created anything on film you know, or anything like that. I had been directing at a, um, a comedy theater. So I was doing a lot of sketch comedy, writing and directing on stage, short form comedy, but never, you know, wrote or directed film or produced film. So I just say, you know what, uh, I've been on sets. I see how, how things are done and I see, you know, films that I've been in or TV, whatever, how it looks and how it should be done. So I said, all right, I'm going to embark on this journey for myself. And there's something about that, like naivete that when you don't know too much, 
you don't really stop yourself from doing things because you don't know what you don't know. You just go for it. You know, so it wasn't until I got into it that I was like, oh, okay, this is like, you know, it takes a lot to do it. But, you know, so when I said, all right, when I made the decision, I'm going to do my own thing. It was like, okay, what is it? What is that going to be? You know, and I wrote a couple like short stories that didn't see the light of day. And I think, you know, a lot of writers, creators do that. They kind of just like write drafts and try to see like if, if this is something viable to make. And sometimes it doesn't. So, you know, the first couple of things I wrote, I scrapped them and you know, they, they kind of say, write what you know, or things that kind of come more organically is easier, especially your first time. And that's kind of what happened with this. I was just literally laying in bed, um, you know, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in the morning. Uh, for you guys, that's like, what, 7, 8 a.m. in the morning? Kind of, yeah. Right. So I was like 1, 2 a.m. And all these images just kind of came crashing into my mind, you know? And it brought me back to like, when I was a kid growing up, kind of like, right in the the it was like the start into like the height of the crack epidemic unfortunately and i just remember like seeing how you know people that that were just like cool you know functioning citizens of my neighborhood you know kids that i played ball with like their parents just like you know all good great families all of a sudden you know one parent is in the streets begging me for money i'm like nine years old and they're asking me for money so they can go you know use and i just so all those images and thoughts came back in my mind. And then that connected with another memory of, at the time, a real close friend of mine. I saw how her uncle, who was, you know, um, uh, you know, a, a product of, of the drug, you know, infestation in, in our neighborhoods in New York City, fall victim to it. But it wasn't just how, you know, how off he was as far as the, the drug addiction. I started to see how it, it, it deteriorated the family. You know, every day I would see how stressed, you know, she would be and how her grandmother, which is his mom, would be. And just like the emotional roller coaster they went through in just a span of a year, you know, being in their household, seeing how it went from they were like very sad and, and you know, and, and despair to, you know, uh, nervousness and, and then to like, uh, anger and then resentment to the point where they just didn't want anything to do with him. You know, I remember one of the days where they were like, he would come to the house and beg them to let him back in, like just beg them, beg them, beg them. And when they finally caved two days later, he disappeared and like their TV was gone and other appliances and stuff, you know, all because of his drug addiction. And, mm -hmm. and that's what they were afraid of from letting him back in. So putting all that together and seeing all that in my mind in that one like night, I got up and said I had to write this story, you know, so I really want to reflect the family members and what they go through when they have their loved because essentially they're, they're, you know, a victim of their loved one's addiction. And we don't really see, well, at, at, to that point, I didn't really see a lot of stories being told from that perspective, um, especially like a single father with, you know, his wife out on the streets trying to, you know, find herself and, and shake this addiction. And now what does it look like? with him being home with his daughter and have to like keep the family together so that was the genesis of of Corey you know of um, just showing that um that dynamic no that's really good because I remember watching it and it was very powerful just to really see because it's always powerful to see a black man really step up and look after the family and the child and whilst 
the woman is suffering because essentially a drug addiction is a disease so right. when you look at it from that perspective and you really delve into it it's not people think oh you're taking drugs that's a choice yeah you take it's a choice to take a drug but once you get it when you're addicted to it that is a disease because anyone can take anything and be addicted to it and so that's what you really got from Corey and that's why it was like very powerful and I remember we all had like a discussion about everyone's films and that right. it stood out because you know that is a very relatable to so many people especially in the neighborhood you grew up with or people I know as well like it's really a theme what you want to see because when you see people when you see most stuff about black people where it's talking about drugs and stuff it's really just about being on the street selling it you know being the pimp or whatever right when right. you look at the issues and what it, the how it causes and the domino effect of what being a drug addict causes to your family and your children and your partner that's what you have got to look at so that's really good to hear the back story behind it and stuff like that and yeah, i love that exactly. how you really wanted to create something for yourself because i'm always saying to actors as a producer right producer myself like you have to understand the business behind it yeah it's all cool you want to act want to act but you know, in this industry, just doing one thing won't put food on the table. You have right. to like get a side job. So what was it like for you writing and you directed it as well, didn't you as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. How was that? What was it like writing and directing your own and starring in it, you know, for the first time? Yeah, it was um it was very difficult. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna hold you up. It was very hard. But you know, if anyone if anyone wants to take that challenge, you know, I, I don't I don't like I don't knock it because you do learn a lot, um, not only about yourself, you know, about what you're capable of, and you can learn like, you know, what facet of it that you really took take to and what, you know, going forward, like what you would really latch onto. So with my experience, um, writing it wasn't, writing it wasn't too difficult. Um, Cause like I said, the story kind of almost just like wrote itself in my mind. And I just kind of like just poured, you know, poured what was on my heart onto the, onto the, you know, paper and then just kind of like tweaked it from there. So I went, you know, I had a few drafts of, of, of the script, but initially the first draft was the story, you know, it was like small minor changes here and there, but it kind of came out seamlessly, um, you know, thankfully. Um, and then when you're directing and you're writing and directing, you know, it makes it a little easier because you know, you'll be directing. So the writing could be a certain way where you understand what you're trying to get out of it. And it's gonna change, you know, anyway on set because that's just what happens, right? <laughs> you know, any story is written three times at minimum, you know, when you first write it, when you're, when you're on set directing and then when you're editing, it's gonna change. Um, and, and then being a producer on it also, I had a co-producer, uh, you know, co-producer on it. So we produced it together. Uh, that I would say implementing that element into it made it even more difficult, you know, because, you know, writer, director, once you've written it, it's already written. So that's really not kind of like spilling into production. Um, but you're directing and acting, which is already difficult in itself, creatively. And now you're worrying about the production element about it, you know, so you're on set, looking over your shoulder to make sure lunch is here on time, as you're trying to do a scene with your drug addicted wife as she's trying to claim she's clean. It's yeah. like, whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> you know? So, so it was really, you know, it was challenging. Um, I was up for the challenge, but I didn't know what the challenge was gonna be until I got into the thick of things. So, you know, uh, what I would say to that is anyone who wants to embark on that, on that journey is to really give yourself, you know, grace because it's hard and 
especially in the acting side, if you ever, even if you're not producing, if you're directing and acting, you got to remember, you got to remember as a director to give your actor self the room to also be ready to perform, which I felt like, you know, for like a scene, I, I didn't really give myself that, you know, um, and, you know, it still came out well, but just me knowing what I could do, um, you know, it's like, I didn't give myself that grace of like, as a director, like, okay, Steven, the actor, are you ready? All right, I'm gonna give you a little bit more time, you know, like just really talking to myself and giving myself that space. Um, but I had a great team. So that really helped things, you know, uh, go, go smoothly. We pretty much ran without any kind of hiccups when it came to production. Uh, I did learn about, you know, transportation, making sure transportation is great. That was a, that's a thing that, you know, I didn't really think about. Yeah. And those Ubers and Lyfts and things, they they rack up if you don't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next time, I'm definitely just going to hire, a, you know, a, a, a PA that drives and get a van and they can just pick people up, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but other than that, that, that was probably the most difficult part is just, you know, really giving yourself as an actor the space. Because, you know, the producer side is kicking in where you know, like, okay, I don't have much time in this location. I'm going to have to hurry up. So now you're rushing your your artistry as an actor because you want to get pat and get through the day. And maybe you're just not there yet emotionally. And you got to give yourself that time to switch gears, and, you know, and switch brains. Um, but all in all, I think I'm better for it, you know, and anything going forward. Now I know how to really attack it and approach it whether that's me doing all three again, or just, um, you know, directing and acting or just like writing and producing, you know, um, which I kind of, you know, said to myself, it'll probably be just like maybe two and maybe not like all three when it comes to like directing, acting, producing, it most likely be like either directing and acting or, or, or writing and producing, you know, or like acting and producing where I'm not like the lead but I'll be producing it, you know, so that I know, you know, it's not all on my shoulders as an actor as well. That's good to hear. I mean, I understand the pressure just being, okay, writer, director, producer, that's already too much for me as well. So acting on top of that, like, no, I, could, I don't know, I couldn't switch it off, like, because I'm never switching off. You're trying to direct a scene and you're thinking, okay, like you said, oh, lunch on time, okay, we need to be out here, like, out of here in, like, seven o'clock, how am I going to finish yeah. this and that? So, yeah, so it's tough, it's tough, it's tough. So I totally can't relate. The only, the only thing that kind of helped me when it came to the acting side was because I wrote it, so I know the story intimately and I've had it for a few months because from when I wrote it we didn't production didn't start till maybe about four months later from when I wrote it so I had that four month span mm -hmm. to really embody the character and know who this person was you know so that kind of that obviously was a benefit for me yeah that's really good because I mean as a writer you do kind of really uh, especially as a director, you really should really kind of like really, um, uh, really, really get into the idea of the script and because it's your passion and your passion project. So you know it better than anybody else anyway. So at the same time, you're like the best person to direct it anyway, unless you find someone who really gets it. And that's very hard right. to like me as a producer, like I will come up with concepts and ideas and then I get writers attached and I script mm. edit and then I will get a director, but I vet, like I vet them. Right. I'm like, okay, this, I write a whole treatment and a mood board. I'm like, okay, this is what I want. Do you get yeah. it? Are you going to do it? Because I have a specific vision. 
right. you need to get the vision and then I want you to right. and I want to be able to like safely put this in your hands mm -hmm. to do what I want you to do so I totally understand totally yeah, they gotta understand they gotta understand yeah. the vision <laughs> exactly 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 so how did you find it I mean from script to screen I mean that's quite quick like four months how did you find right. the film I, I I went the you know the the go the the crowdfunding route I just yeah, I, you know, I, I started after I wrote it and I called my producer friend, uh, Ruya Coleman, shout her out. Um, that's the first thing she said to me. She's like, all right, we need money. She's like, only way we're going to do this right is with money. You know, I was like, all right. You know, so I just started kind of like looking to people around me who had made, you know, short films or made content, see like what people did. And so I saw like, you know, the crowdfunding route and I was like, all right. I'm gonna try that. And I just did my research and just kind of really looked into like the best practices, how, how to really set it up and what's, uh, you know, what a successful crowdfunding campaign looks like. So that's why it took four months. I want to make sure I prepare, launch it, and then really give it the, the time it needs to be able to raise the funds. Um, so we did a four, I think 45 days. Yeah, we did 45 days and we, we met our goal. Thankfully, you know, I think everybody just seeing, seeing, you know, I think everybody just seeing me wanting to do something and showing the passion to like make this project is what made everybody buy into it. They just wanted to see me succeed, you know, so I'm so grateful for all, you know, my, my supporters for, for, you know, donating and, and, and helping and supporting because they believed in me, you know, they believed in what I was trying to do. They believed in the story and they believed I could, you know, deliver a great story you know, when, when men, you know, there, there were some who maybe didn't see the vision or didn't believe, but you know, the ones who did, they believed. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. So that's how we're able to fund it, you know, crowdfunding and, you know, some money out of my pocket, of course, you know, you gotta put some skin in the game, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, we were able to get it, we we're able to get it done because of that, you know? That's good. I mean, I recently did a crowdfunder as well. It's tough. I've done yeah. two actually, but they're both very tough. I'll never do it mm -hmm. again. But yeah. I, I did it once and that's it. <laughs> I will never do it again. Because I've yeah. done the whole self-fund and stuff. And I really wanted my most recent project to like, yeah, bang and like really be amazing. Mm -hmm. I already had money I was going to put into it, but I was like, okay, cool. If I can get like 6,000 pounds for right. us, like, yeah, I can match the 5,000 I had saved and yeah, that didn't happen. So wow. just have to like, <laughs> yeah, so it's tough, it's tough. So like, um, mm -hmm. I get it, I get it. But that's cool, that's cool. So then after Black Web Fest, I saw like Corey was getting into loads of places. You started winning the awards and stuff. So like, what happened next after that? Yeah, yeah. Like you mentioned, you know, we got into, I think, I don't know exactly, but over 20 film festivals. Wow. And we won, I think, about seven or eight awards in those 20, 20 plus film festivals. So, you know, I, I had no expectations, honestly, Kashif, no expectations. You know, I just made this thing thinking, okay, I, I made it, I got the story. I cried on my last day of production. I was like, oh, we did it, you know? And I was like, all right, what do we do next? I didn't even have like money aside for submissions because I really didn't even like expect like I was gonna make this thing I'm gonna do like a little screening for friends and family and you know that's that's just what it is I still don't even really understand or know like the um the magnitude of the project you know like we we took a little while to edit um and then we 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 edited it and I you know I'm, I'm watching I'm like all right this is you know like I like it you know but you still don't really know yeah. until you know other people or what have you see it so 
you know, I, I had set up a private screening with friends and family and I had my friend um, like host it for me, like host a night while, you know, I kind of just like laid back or whatever. And then he watched it. I sent the, the link to him early so he can watch it before the night of the screening. And he called me immediately and was just like, bro, like this is wow. Like this, and that, that let me know like, okay, I got something here. So as soon as he said that, I went on the festival, like, you know, to check out like exactly what he was going to do. Like Film Freeway just went on there, started submitting. And we got to a bunch of festivals, you know, like I, uh, it was, you know, miraculous how many festivals responded to it. And like you said, after the Black Web Fest earlier in the year, we went on to screen like um, all over the U.S. and Canada. Um, actually, in Montreal, I met a couple of people from, you know, from from across oh, the pond. Nice, nice, yeah, nice. out there too. Was there. I met some cool people from UK out there too in Montreal. So that was fun. Um, and yeah, we just, you know, all those festivals were amazing. Meeting so much great people, like you like you mentioned earlier, the dialogue around the film at the festivals are things that I cherish. You know, having those conversations with the viewers and audience. Uh, winning the awards were great. You know, you know, I don't necessarily do it for accolades, but you know, they're nice. You know, when you get them to get recognized and acknowledged, it's nice. Um, I'm I'm more happy when the people involved get recognized, like Chantal Maurice, my lead actress. She won two Best Actress awards. She's amazing in the film. Um, you know, my DP got nominated for Best Cinematography. You know, so those things were what really um, brought joy to my heart because you, know, you put a team together and they're pouring their all into it. And when they're receiving some type of accolades, that just makes you feel that much better that, you know, their work and them coming on board and sacrificing their time meant something. And, uh, you know, that just was all the better for it. Um, so, yeah, so we, we did that. And some other cool things with the, the film, I was able to like screen with, there was um, a local uh, a local chapter of a fraternity is um, I believe it was the um, Alpha Omega Alpha fraternity. They had, they were doing like a screening of like black films and they reached out to me. So I, I screened it among like hundreds of different uh, fraternity and sorority uh, members. So that was amazing, you know, like to show the film on Zoom with them and then have like a talk back with me and how touched they were and all the stories and, you know, how it resonated with people. So th cool things like that, that the film is just, yeah. you know, brought me to, and this is what, two years, right? So two, for two years, this film has just really been connecting me with a lot of people, uh, amazing people. And just, yeah, I've just been riding that wave and that high for, for all this time with this film, you know, even even as as uh, recent as just last week, wow. you know, um, I was asked to screen my film at an event at the uh, the Billy Holiday Theater at the restorative tent behind the Billy Holiday Theater here in Brooklyn. Um, and that was dope, you know, to show it there and, and receive that love and, and have the conversation about the story and you know and, and talk about it so i mean kashif man i never thought this film would like you know bring me through all these you know uh, benchmarks in my life and things like that but i'm i'm just grateful man i really am like you can't you can't predict these things you can't plan for them you know you just make something because you're passionate about it and you mm -hmm. want to tell a story and what will happen will happen with it you know and i i didn't get it, i didn't get in its way you know i can't say I did this, something beyond me that's bringing me to this thing. And I'm just like following that path and just going for the ride. That's really good to hear. That's really inspirational. I feel like anyone who's listening will be really inspired by that because sometimes like when you create 
products and you create like film and stuff like that you're you know it's hard to think okay what am I going to do with it what's the strategy and you aren't really taught this you don't know how to do it how are you going to get your film in the right eyes or you know and it's really about just like you said like making sure people see it and then see what their reaction is to it and then you say okay maybe this can go somewhere but you you have you know high hopes of where you want it to go but you just never really know and so for people to resonate with it so well that means it's a you know a strong body of work the fact that two years later you're still having screenings of it so <laughs> that you know it's it it's it kind of just tells you the quality of the film and you know what it is and then I saw it's on Amazon Prime at the moment anyway so yeah. guys if you want to go check it out you can watch it on Amazon Prime for free or if you've got the package you know you can pay for it and stuff like that so I mean it's out there so it's amazing for that to even happen so that's really good so okay. since Corey and stuff what's been going on because I've on your Instagram you know you were just on that show FBI which is on correct me if I'm wrong CBS is it CBS, oh, CBS. yeah yeah, yeah. CBS because we it does air over here in the UK mm. as well yes. my mom loves all that stuff so I see her watching <laughs> that stuff all the time so uh yeah so I need to maybe pull up the episode to catch you in that episode as well so like what's been up to I mean that's a great gig to get so yeah, how did you get you. that and like what was it like being on set and being in that show yeah, no, it was amazing being that show. You know, that's, uh, you know, here, that's almost like a rite of passage to be on any, like, Dick Wolf entertainment show. You know, Dick Wolf does Law & Order. He's done all the Law & Orders. He does FBI, you know. So it's just like a rite of passage, um, you know, being a New York actor. So I was blessed to be um, on that show. You know, and since the pandemic, everything has been self-taping. You know, you tape yourself at home and submit. So that's pretty much what it was. You know, my representation got me the audition. I submitted a tape. And um, they they booked me right off the tape. You know, it was one audition, no callbacks or anything like that. So that was surprising uh, um, to get that you know that that booking email. And what was funny was the um, I had to like do my own stunts, like a small stunt, nothing crazy. <laughs> so the director reached out to me like maybe like a few days prior to the, to the shoot date to just introduce herself and talk about like the stunt and everything. And when she emailed me, I'm looking, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, so after the email, the, you know, she, she signed off by saying, you know, it was great to like, great to meet you and speak with you. And I said, it's great to meet you again. And then she responded back immediately. Like, I knew it was you. I knew like, I wasn't too sure if I, we had met two years ago ourselves oh. at a festival because of Corey, <laughs> wow. like, look at that. Right. Wow. Like it's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. So we had met at the Soho international film festival. You know, I had Corey screening there and she had a pilot screening there that she uh, directed that was amazing, like mm -hmm. amazing pilot. Um, it was actually a pilot presentation. So it was like a 15 minute of a full hour pilot that yeah, she wow. screened and it was so dope. So I'm just like, oh, this woman is amazing. She's talented. She's going places. Two years later, she's directed countless TV shows, you know, and I, and, and I wasn't surprised. And so when she when she uh, emailed and we touched base, we're like, oh, wow, like, look at that, like full circle. Two years later, we're working. I'm working with you. We met each other. So when I got to set, you know, first day she came, she ran over, gave me a big hug and was just like, you know, so that was that was really cool, man. really cool to like, you know, you, you hear these things, especially being like, you know, I'm still relatively new to the to the business and industry. And you hear these things about like relationships and this, that. But it's true, you know, like you meet people along the way. And, you know, if you're just like, and, and 
you know, when they say relationship, like, I don't like to use the word network and network seems feels a little icky. Like you're just trying to like meet people just so you can get like in, you know, it's really just relationships like you and I, right. It was just like, we just saw each other just talking blah, 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 and just build, you know, some type of rapport, you know, I'm starting to see the, the, the importance and effect of just like showing up, being a good person and just showing good work and just, you know, and just, yeah, and, and that'll just take you a long way, you know, because with her, that's what it was. We just met two years ago, had a nice conversation. Her husband was the writer, so it was like her and her husband. So all three of us kind of just like talking about writing and filmmaking and story and character and stuff like, like that. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I was booked on a project because she knew me, but I know I was a familiar face. I'm sure that has something to do with just like the positive vibe she might have got watching my audition like oh you know what this guy I know this guy like you know whatever whatever feeling that invokes in you sometimes it's subconscious you don't know why you like a person mm-hmm. and, you know you met him two years ago and you had a little nice conversation so mm-hmm. and that's all it takes mm-hmm. so that I think that's really important so so that so doing that show is fun I don't want to say what I did because if you know if people go watch it I wanted to see what it was you know uh, <laughs> I want to say like what what happened to me you know in the show <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm dropping subtle hints here, but, you know, check it out. FBI Most Wanted, you know, on CBS, uh, season two, episode 12, I believe. And it's, a, and not even just for me, it's just a, it's just an impactful episode. And she directed the hell out of it. And, you know, the writers wrote an amazing story, um, you know, very timely, you know, about like Black Lives Mattering and everything like that. So it's just a powerful episode um, that everyone should watch. Yeah. So I did that. Um, before that, I was on HBO's High Maintenance. That was cool to, to be on that project and work for HBO. And, you know, that was fun. Um, I got to do two of my passions, you know, an actor is one and a basketball player because, you know, I played basketball growing up. So I got to, to like combine the two of those. And, um, you yeah, know, I'm just continuing to, to, to write and um, co-write and co-writing with some, you know, amazing people that I've met you know, at festivals and things like that too, where we say, we got to work with each other one day, two years later. Now we're like, okay, let's, let, we got something, let's do something. So, you know, we're going to be shooting some things in the fall and um, and I'm directing some projects of others. So this is going to be like one of the few times that I'm directing other people's writing, you know, which I haven't done too much of yet. So this will probably be like the second or third time. So that should be fun. And I'm um, just continuing to grind, you know, um, when it comes to auditioning and put myself in position to just be as successful as possible, you know? Sounds good. I mean, you raised some really good points about networking, which like I always say, like I remember when I first started in this industry, um, I remember I was advised to, I've said this a lot on my podcast as well, like I was told by this white guy, he was like, you know, just go up to people and ask them for a cup of tea. You know, UK, we love tea. I don't, but (laughs) like, they were like, you know, go up to them and be like, okay, do you want a cup of tea? And it's like, that's not me. Like I can't go to people, random like execs and stuff in the office. Like, oh, okay, let's, do you want some tea and stuff? No, like for me, I'd rather gain organic connections right. with people, you know whoever I just get on with and that's how we'll bond and then that's how you will create genuine friendships and then allies in this industry because it's all about allyship as well and mm-hmm. like Issa Rae I always quote her it's always about the power of networking across so right 
going to, you know being at film festivals and not just oh okay i want to i'm networking with you to work with you and for us to better our career but it's like yeah you want to do that but it's about creating a good connection with somebody and just allyship so at least if you see an opportunity because like, oh look you know what i know someone who'll be sick for that mm-hmm. that's what kind of came full circle with you with being on fbi most wanted you and you and the director got on well then she remembered you and it's like okay cool look there's a now great opportunity for you. And that's the power of networking, but it's about doing it organically, not just trying to, because people can sense when you're just trying to get something from them. And then that's kind of where it's inauthentic. And then that's where it's not going to go anywhere. People like to work with people they like. Absolutely. So about who you know, not what you know, you could be the best producer, you could be the best director, whatever, but you know, somebody would rather hire somebody they know, they like, and then they're going to have a good time with on set. Because set can be, as you know, 12 to 15, 14 hours a day on set. I need to be around people who I get along with. Right. And it can be hectic too. Kill you in like the next scene, you know, literally. So yeah, so you need to be around people like that. So that's really good to hear. I mean, it sounds like you're busy, you've got a lot going on because you kind of went into my next question, which was going to be what you got next coming up. Mm -hmm. But it seems like you've got a lot coming up and that's good. I think it's good to, because you're an artist, we're creative. So for you to be able to be still like directing other people's work, that's great. Because you know, hey, when times are like, okay, low and you're like, okay, I'm not getting roles, but I can still do this and make some money like that. That's what it's kind of about. So it's great to hear. I mean, being an actor or being a writer producer isn't just you're going to be in one thing you're kind of multi-hyphenate and in this industry you got to know everything you just have to I feel like so you can't just be yeah. in one thing so that's really good to hear so like where can people find you and stuff like where can they watch Corey and other work you've been in and stuff like that yeah um you know you mentioned earlier Corey's on Amazon so you can definitely just go in there search Corey c-o-r-e-y and it should come up, um, you know, if it doesn't just put like 2020. So like the year, so everyone knows like, oh, that's what I'm looking for. So Corey is on Amazon. Um, I have another series, it was more like a, it was more like a, just like a fun passion project I did during a pandemic called Room for Rent, where I just play like, I play myself and then I play another character or roommate of mine. Every episode, the roommate does something crazy that makes me have to get another roommate. So that's on YouTube right now. And I'm actually in, um, in the works of season two for that, um, yeah, that I'm, I'm writing and I'll be, you know, directing and and, and um, soon, so that'll be out. So you can just keep up with me on on Instagram at i Stephen Saint Pierre um, or my website istephensaintpierre.com. Um, and yeah, just you know, you know, jump on the journey with me and let's uh, you know let's ride this wave together. Nice, nice. Well, thanks again, Stephen, for coming on the show. I feel like this was a great conversation. Hope you guys are inspired. And I mean, definitely keep up for Stephen. He's probably going to be on another show soon or his own show where he's the lead, you know? So keep a lookout. So yeah, thanks again, guys, for listening. Follow me all on socials at Kashif Booth or Kashif Entertainment or the Kashif Booth Podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes coming soon.